make Bad Boys 3, then he can make another couple shitty movies for the next four or five years because that's going to put him right back at the top. I don't agree with that. Hey guys, we're uh, here again, uh, once again, uh, as usual, Ronnie's not aware that we're recording, uh, you yeah, have... Yeah, thanks for that, jerk face. This is us. I'm Markel. And I'm Ronnie. Yeah, you had to wait for your cue? Come on, you No, I was actually <laughs> thinking about This Is Us, the TV show. I'm like, This Is Us with Mandy Moore? And This Is Us. <laughs> uh, yes, this is episode number 18. 18. This is a magical time. So that means that we've been doing this show for a total of about 18 weeks. Wow. Did you imagine that like we started this as a conversation and now all of a sudden we're sitting here uh, with recording equipment and fancy gear and million dollar no we're not sitting here with million dollar ladies equipment. dancing on tables what? champagne I everywhere have a wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding it's a, no i really do have a wife but it's uh, a matter of yeah there's no ladies dancing we were actually sitting in a coffee shop so um as a part of our last episode of the year uh we're actually going to count down some of our top 20 2017 favorites in terms of all the categories we've talked about for the last 17 episodes going on 18 now uh which was in tvs and movies and comics and oh my oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) tvs and comics and movies oh my um so we're going to top uh, count down our top fives and top worst in all of those categories. Uh, some of them may have shorter categories, and we got some honorable mentions there as well. Uh, but back to a little bit of, we're going to give you just a little sneak peek into uh, where it is that we do this show. So um, you may not be aware of this, but one of the cool aspects we like about doing the show is that we do this show wherever you are. So... Um, I know through some of the episodes you might have heard something in the background, like maybe a conversation, maybe somebody ringing up in a cash register, maybe even a coffee machine. Uh, a blender, you might have heard a blender going on. I heard a blender. Uh, We actually like to take the show on the road, and that's actually going to be uh, something coming up in 2018 you can look forward to. We're going to be starting a YouTube channel where you actually get to see our faces. Yeah, you get to see my beautiful face. And you get to see Michael's ugly mug. <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't know about that because. Um, well, actually, we look kind of similar, so I guess if I'm calling him ugly, I'd be calling myself ugly. Uh, no, we don't we don't look similar. He's he's quite quite gruesome. <laughs> people. It's not it's not a pretty sight. Um, we will have a disclaimer, you know, before you watch because when you look uh, at uh, it. Okay, come on, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, I, I won't deny that. Um, but yes, so again, we wanted to give you that little tidbit that you may actually see us one day in your local coffee shop or library or multiple different locations in which we record this. And why do we do that? Because we want to bring uh, all of the things that we're passionate about uh, to you, right next to you. We might be sitting right next to you recording and you may not even know. 
Uh, we might be recording the next episode, and you're listening to the last episode in your headphones. Not, not to mention, you don't need fancy studios and fancy equipment to do this. You just turn a fucking recorder on and, and get to talking. You hear the smooth baritones of my voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's absolutely right. Uh, when it comes to making a podcast, again, we you know, talked about it for a long time, and we weren't really sure how we were going to do it or what we were going to talk about. But then we realized that so many conversations that we had, uh, we're long as shit, and our spouses always kind of said, "Yeah, we're gonna wait in the car because we know this conversation is gonna be a long uh, thing." So uh, we have our own different perspectives. A lot of times, you know, similar, but a lot of times also um, against one another in terms of like I may believe one thing, like I thought the Last Jedi was a good uh, movie, and yeah, Ronnie had and, some issues uh, with it. Uh, I think maybe you need a new pair of glasses. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But uh, guys, uh, so where do we start? We should actually start with movies since we were looking there. Uh, so we're gonna count it down. We're gonna start with the fifth one. So uh, Ronnie, go ahead and tell us what is your number five best movie of 2017, good sir? The best. Okay, so that would be My Little Pony. So nah, I'm just kidding. Okay, so number five. For me is Ladybird. Ladybird. Bullshit. <laughs> Ladybird starring Sorceronin. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Directed and written by Greta Ger- Gerwig, who you guys might remember from a movie no one saw called Greenberg. Mm, you never know. These indie but, movies uh, are becoming big. I don't know. It's just. So tell, it's, us, tell it's, us a little bit about it's it. Like what, a, what made you happy about it? It's real. I th- feel like like. What gets me the most with it, the indie movies is that they hit home. Like, this movie's literally about a girl who's trying to find her place in the world. She wants to go to college in New York City. Her mom wants her to stay in California. And it's about discovering, you know, and learning yourself, which is, like, things that people can really relate to. It's not like some of these other bullshit movies they make, like, he's not that into you. Like, uh, not not to use that one as, a, as bullshit, but... You know, where everybody has the perfect job and the perfect life. And this is more of a reality. They were struggling. Dad lost his job. They didn't know how they were going to pay mortgage. And those are real-life problems that people can deal with. So that's probably why lots of people like this movie. Well, I would uh, say that if I've never watched a Disney Channel movie where some struggling kid was going through something and uh, (laughs) we learned lessons and we can relate to them, then maybe I would have liked this movie better. I don't think that this was a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination but i do think for me personally going in and watching it uh paying full price for it i do kind of feel like it was overhyped i thought i was gonna walk in and you know watch some really really great well, never before well, seen just, indie well just remember this the movie had a 10 million dollar budget and it made 30 so <laughs> I think the studio I think the studio would disagree with you. Well, of course. I mean, that's a that's a whole debate in it in itself whether or not like uh, does does box office determine whether or not a movie. Well, no, is that that doesn't determine whether it's good or not. But you know, it it does determine that people went to see it. Yeah, yeah. People went out and and captured it. Uh, There, you know, when we talk later, there's some. uh, Funny enough, I'm pretty sure both of our uh, top five worst movies of 2017 are going to consist of some high box office movies. That's true. Uh, But you know, that means a lot of people saw it, but that just doesn't necessarily mean when you see the end result, it's going to be good. I I do also think that Sorcerer Ronan, by the way, is probably going to get nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Um, she's got th- a lot of people to go up against. I think this is going to be a male Streep year with the posts, but, you know, uh, we'll see. Maybe. 
Meryl Streep has like 18 Oscars already. Give somebody else a turn. There is no <laughs> such thing as being great and continually being uh, on top. Uh, what's your number four, good sir? Uh, number four was Baby Driver. Baby Driver! Baby Driver. Isn't that the movie about the baby that can drive? That was the movie where we got, well, Kevin Spacey. Sorry, but everybody. I had to say his name. I know <laughs> you're probably Spacey's. getting some booze just for saying his name right now. But Kevin Spacey does have a funny uh, bit in that movie where the, the kid remixes the track. Have you seen the movie where he says, it, was he slow? <laughs> so, But yeah, Baby Driver was freaking interesting, musical, and uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. The Igor guy? Uh, Igor yeah, Anzel? The main character? Yeah, yeah. Igor Anzel. I'm sorry if I'm brutalizing your name. But he was freaking phenomenal in this movie, and I'd love to see this kid in some other stuff. I, at some point, this guy has to be either in the DC or the Marvel Universe. Either one. Listen, everybody doesn't have to convert to DC or Marvel. I know that's the, the moneymakers for both Disney and Warner Brothers and Fox and everybody else, but uh, I don't think everybody needs to go over there. We do need some good movies uh, on it, it, that don't have anything to do with superheroes. That's true. Uh, but, no, I, I agree. Baby Driver, for me, I got a chance to see it at a screener uh, a little bit early, um, and I was very happy with it. It's funny, too. Something that happened to me personally uh, in 2017 was I actually de- developed uh, tinnitus myself from doing some uh, concert photography. Um, I did. I went to a Fozzie concert, and uh, it was my first uh, big gig. And uh, yeah, it turned out that I shouldn't stand close to a um, uh, amplifier for <laughs> with, uh, for a long no period of time with no earplugs. Yeah. Uh, so, but it is something that goes away over time. So it's not something that like, oh my god, I have tremendous ringing, I can't hear. But it's something that is slowly going away. Oh, wait, it's um, great. Another point that I definitely have to point out about Baby Driver, Edgar Wright, the freaking writer and director. This is the same dude that did Scott Pilgrim. Like, this guy has a... F- well, first of all, he has a fucking awesome track record for movies. I yes, don't know I don't know why he isn't doing even more big blockbuster movies. Uh, you should probably talk to uh, Disney about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's, well, yeah, he was originally supposed to write and direct Ant-Man, if you remember. He created it. I think a, he remembered. and everything. I think he wanted up just doing the screenplay. I don't think he directed it. I don't remember the credits he got on it for sure, but uh, it would be interesting to see, based on what he did with Baby Driver, what he his take on there. But apparently, with creative differences, it turns out that he actually uh, was able, unable to do that. That would have been the movie would have been seventeen times more awesome than it was if he would have wrote and directed it. Absolutely. Yeah, he just wrote it. He wrote the screenplay, oh. but he didn't direct it. Oh, for Ammon? Yeah, oh. uh, a guy named Pete Pete and Reed directed it. Oh, okay. Uh, what was your number three, sir? Number three was a shoot fest called John Wick 2. Oh, my God. Holy crap. This movie took... Literally, the movie picks up, like, I think, a couple days right after the first movie. Yep. And I, I, I feel like I'm lost for words with this one. Keanu Reeves, fucking guns, bullets flying everywhere. Wait, wait, wait. They're, they're, uh, my buddy Cindy, who was on the show uh, a couple episodes ago... Uh, actually told me her cousin Greg and I'm gonna put him on the spot 
has never seen any of the John Wick movies and didn't even hasn't even heard of the John Wick movies. So she sat his ass down <laughs> and forced him to watch them, and he, now he feels like his life has been enriched because he was like, I thought Keanu Reeves was just Neo, and now he's John Wick. He's and John said, Wick yes, and Neo. That's what happened to Neo. He he pretty much died, and then he was reborn and became John Wick because. This guy is literally a walking badass. But sorry, continue your... Uh... No, no, no. I, I didn't actually have that much to say about John Wick other than it was fucking awesome and I can't wait for the third one. Uh, Which I think either comes out 2018 or 2019. Uh, 2019, I believe. Yeah, 2019. Oh, but I could be wrong. I, I had to double check that. Um, what do you have for... What are we? Number two? Number two, Ooh. Spider-Man Homecoming. Wait, uh, before you before you start talking about Homecoming, let's recap for our audience before we get to the number two. What did you have for number five? Uh, Lady Bird, number, number, four, number four, Baby Driver, mm-hmm. number three, John Wick 2. Nice. And now you have number two, Homecoming. How Witches. dare you put Spider-Man in second place? <laughs> uh, there's better be a really great hero at number one before, uh, before we get there. But please, tell us about your, your Homecoming experience. Homecoming was probably, I'm going to say, besides the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. We love you, Tobey. I think that this one was my overall favorite of all the Spider-Man movies. Tell us why, sir. Not only did they tell a great story that didn't include Uncle Ben. Sorry, guys, but get over it. Some, what? Sometimes, Uncle Ben? Where's some, my Uncle sometimes Ben? Sometimes you got to change some stuff to make it good. It's but I okay. wanted to see an origin story. But, you know, it had great nostalgia from, I don't know, it just had the feel of, like, watching, like, The Breakfast Club and, like... They managed, John Watts managed to squeeze like all the 80s nostalgia into 2017 and come up with this awesome movie. And I, and one thing I was afraid of going into it that, uh, that Iron Man was going to kind of outshadow Tom Holland, you know, Robert Downey was going to out, but I don't think, I don't think he did. I think they, they found a, a good blend and, and they made a fucking masterpiece film, I thought. You're absolutely right. Uh, you're, you're talking about all of those John Hughes films from the 80s uh, that we all grew up loving. Uh, but yeah, Homecoming, there's not, not enough to be said, but I, it is, I'll it is. i give you guys a little uh, early access. It is a part of my top five as well, but I will let you know where it is. Um, but now, for the grand finale, <laughs> where, what was your favorite movie of 2017, good sir? The best movie of 2017 was... The Emoji Movie. Motherfucker. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I did have to take my kid to that and sit and watch that. But no, my favorite movie of 2017 was Logan. Of course. Anybody out there that thought it was anything else, sorry. But it was definitely Logan. Logan is the fucking Wolverine movie that I wanted to see since I was a little kid. R-rated fucking arms cut off like just wolverine being a badass the badass that he is you know i'm so glad that i got to read uh, old man logan by mark millar which was which inspired this great so you actually do say mark millar well mark, mark, miller. Mil- mark miller mark millar you know he knows he knows what we mean yeah but but great great overall film james mangold the director he did an excellent job and i can't wait to see hugh jackman again and now that fox is acquired uh disney has acquired fox you know (laughs) 
It, I can't wait to see Hugh Jackman, you know, strap on them claws again. You think he's going to return? Hell yeah, he better return. <laughs> no, no, he better return, but will he return? That's a, that's a whole other uh, statement. They pull up enough dump trucks full of money to his house. He'll, he'll come back. Uh, you never know. Well, I mean, uh, I would say I agree with most of your list. I do have uh, about, out of the ones that you said, I think I have about three out of your five on mine. But there oh, were actually... Oh, wait. I do have some honorable mentions. Oh, honorable so mentions. I'm sorry. I do sorry. have... Uh, I'm not going to go super into detail with them, but I do have uh, Get Out, which was an awesome movie made by what, Jordan Peele. Yes. Yeah. And Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Who could forget that? That was a fucking oh, awesome God, movie. Yes. And, and Wonder Woman. There is a DC movie on my list. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's there. Actually, I'm going to follow suit with you, and I'm going to go through my honorable mentions. Um, I'm actually also going to join you with uh, Kingsman, because let me let me tell you, if you were, if anybody has seen The Kingsman, The Golden Circle, uh, once again, that was a wonderful screening that was able to go to uh, to see that, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was like a big like fan experience. Celebrities were there, and they were like giving out free giveaways and stuff. Wait, you were there, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I was. About yeah, yeah, I was there telling yeah, you. Like, yeah, yeah, you were there. yeah, I was sitting right I'm next sitting right to you. Right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what was one of my favorite sequences from that movie? Uh, was the the infight scene? It's literally like once the grenade drops and they walk into the facility. Uh, it is yeah. literally like one like super long tracking shot. But it's beautiful. It's just like guns blazing and like things exploding and people getting killed. It's just, it's it's a beautiful sequence was, in cinema history. I was, I was a little pissed they killed Mark Strong, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't necessarily. Sorry, agree spoilers. With that. <laughs> yeah, spoilers for anyone who didn't see it yet. But but, uh, but yeah, I agree. I, I didn't agree with Mark Strong's death, but I I get it. You know, whatever. Somebody had to. Die in war, you always have casualties. Yep, this is true. Um, yeah, Kingsman is on my list. Uh, and none of these guys are in any particular order. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, the, the final movie to the trilogy that they made. Uh, that was, I saw this in, uh, was it Dolby Atmos? It was my first ever time going to see a movie in that. And I recommend that, seriously. No, no, no. This is like a free plug for uh, Dolby Atmos. If you've ever, have you ever been to one of those theaters? No, I don't think so. Dolby Atmos Theater. Oh my God. Like that. It was like you could hear every, like, the monkeys walking and, like, you could hear twigs cracking under their feet. It was a beautiful experience. And it didn't cost anything extra. It was just, like, a part of the ticket package. Uh, Which was, like, you know, most tickets nowadays in New Jersey are, like, $12 Twelve to fourteen dollars with the, uh, with about, the about thirty six dollars a ticket. 30, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's going up to freaking like concert prices. Um, then I have Wonder Woman. That's something I agree with you on. Uh, Wonder Woman. It made my honorable mention. Didn't necessarily make my top five. I loved every uh, every bit of it. I love seeing the women from Themyscira. Um, I love to see you know all of these strong women and you know I just I love what the movie did in terms of like setting itself uh, apart from you know a lot of the regular you know male hero movies or whatever. And it was like it was just it was just great. Like it was good storytelling, great chemistry between the actors. It it would it would it would pulling me away a little bit with the CGI at the end, but it, yeah, it, they, they they didn't overdo it, so it 
I was like, okay, all right. Still, I think still the movie good. for me was ninety percent great. That's why I made my honorable mention because again, that last CGI fight scene that that annoys me. But that seems to be something DC is uh, pretty good at doing because if you look at most of their in sequences to all of their current movies, it's usually some big CGI sequence. So whatever, I'm not gonna bash DC any in DC movies any more than we've probably already done or the internet has already done. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, Wait, is that, is that yeah, honor, still honorable? Still honorable mention. mention. Oh, okay. This is uh, I got five on there. So I had just to recap. I had Kingsman, War of the Planet of the Apes, Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy two, which I actually had a lot of fun with. And I can tell you right now, I, I'm I, I guess because I'm getting older in age, there are some sequences in a lot of these movies that have come out that are really tearjerker moments for me. And Yondu's death was not a, spoilers, that wasn't a tearjerker moment for me as much. Like when I first saw it, it was, but now the one that really, if you remember the movie, the one that really gets me is the sequence between Yondu and uh, Rocket. The sequence where they're both like, he's like laughing at him and he's like, what's so funny? And he's just like, oh, you push people away or whatever. And it's like, I know who you are, boy, because you're me. And I'm like, wow. Like, it's a, it's such a like yeah. powerful sequence between a man in, in, in blue latex and a freaking like red mohawk and a freaking CGI uh, raccoon. Uh, I was going to call him, a, what was it, a trash panda? <laughs> as we call him in the movie. But yeah, like that to me was such a beautiful thing that like, I love sequences like that in these movies because people kind of look at, you know, who don't know anything about the uh, superhero, you know, golden age we live in in terms of cinema. Uh, and they look at it and say, oh, well, there's no real acting going on in these movies and it's not. And it's like you, you're, 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 you're losing it. You're definitely not seeing it. But I think that's why I think most of those list. people can go fuck themselves. But that's, yeah, that's yeah. just me. You know, they can, uh, you know, just go drink and drive. You know, just, <laughs> <laughs> just go do something like that. Um but and then uh, the, the the fifth one on my list, not not in any particular order, Thor Ragnarok. Just because I had a fucking ball watching oh, this movie. Oh yeah, that was I a good mean, one. And and again, spoilers. I didn't know he was gonna. They were gonna go with the sequence of him like losing his eye. I was like, oh, well, they hid that shit in the trailers because all yeah. the sequences that you saw, he had both eyes. I was like, oh, good job of hiding some shit because most trailers give away a lot of stuff, but they hid something pretty significant. And again, at this point, if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. The shit came out like two going on three months ago. I also so. liked uh, I also liked Tessa Thompson in that. I didn't think she was gonna have so much screen time. It, yes. and it's not because she's black, but I, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't think that her character was gonna have so much to do. I thought she was gonna have one or two clever scenes, but she's like throughout the whole movie, and she even helped save the day in the end. I agree. I didn't actually one one of my uh, surprises uh, for that movie is I didn't expect the Hulk to have so much screen time. Like, ah, yeah. actually the Hulk. Not Bruce Banner, but the Hulk. And then when either one of them on screen, Mark Ruffalo or the CGI Hulk that was there, they really, you know, now, now, delivered. Now we kind of want them to go back and make that Hulk movie we want on that planet because we, we oh come into God. Hulk here and Hulk can fucking talk and he's, you know, intelligent and stuff. Well, and I like, mean, we kind of know how that movie ends. So, I mean, we I mean we know it doesn't end like the comic where, like, the, where the planet explodes, but it ends more like, hey, Thor shows up. Oh, we see like they uh, like this is some time has passed, you know. Of course, there'll be. uh, I would hope that they would make a solo movie. Maybe it's maybe at some point. I'd also like to see a Hawkeye movie. I don't know. That's just me, but I'm a fan of Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. So 
It definitely could be made. Um, it could be made separate of Black Widow, or it, it, it could if, be a if team he up. if he survives the Infinity Wars, that is, he'll survive. <laughs> they tried to kill him in Age of Ultron too. They're not gonna try and kill him again. They're gonna kill somebody. I, I, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you're right, and he like bites the bullet of like, oh shit, I guess we don't get the Hawkeye movie. Well, you know, it's it's it, you know, again, just sliding over to that movie real quick. We all know that, like in that movie, that like, someone's gonna die. No, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm gonna say we have the gems. We're the time stone. Nobody dies. They die, but they won't really die because we have the, the freaking time stone that can bring people back to life. So guess what? If if Disney wants to shock everybody and make people's jaws drop in the theater, kill them all. I think that if Disney, well, I think what Disney's gonna do is probably kill at least one of them. But when they the gym, the one gym they need to bring that person back. Something's gonna happen with that gym, and then you'll have to wait and see if they are able you know, to get it. If they're uh, able to get it back in another movie later on, that's what I think. We got some predictions for so, 2018. We'll, we'll definitely so, talk about that. All right. Well, what number are we on now? Uh, again? We are now on my top five, sir. All right. Uh, let's so do it. T- let's do it. Starting with number five, a movie that Ronnie put on his honorable mention because he doesn't like black people. That <laughs> <laughs> is not true at all. Not no, true. I'm kidding. It, uh, Get Out. Get Out is my number five movie. Just because I love the fact that that movie didn't fit a particular mold. It talked about something that is it, definitely... It, it, it addressed the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's definitely something that people like can go, oh, shit, like, this could be true it's also like you know taking from was it the stepford wives uh that that was yeah one one line i can remember that i've heard myself is uh i love obama i would have i would vote for him for a third term in no time oh boy (laughs) yeah that uncomfortable situation (laughs) where you're like somebody i I get that all the time at work and that's like where where someone has to bring up something black because you just think that's what you need to do no 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 my favorite one is uh they talk about some type of like ghetto area and they look at me and say no offense how the fuck (laughs) you automatically know i I live in the talking about like chicago and they're like no offense markel like no offense taken i'm not from chicago (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what happened. It's like, what the hell? But yeah, that movie, uh, I think uh, one of the reasons it was so popular is because, again, just like you were saying with Lady Bird, it's so relevant in our you know very different and twisted dark times that we live in. So uh, I think that you know, Jordan Peele, and who would have thought? Freaking like Jordan Peele. Like, I don't know him personally, but like seeing it on, seeing him on Key and Peele, which is a hilarious uh, replacement to Dave Chappelle's show. Um, I, I wasn't expecting his first thing out the gate to be the highest gro- like the, it's one of the highest grossing movies Love ever. This year, that, right? Yeah, like it's gonna be like a hundred million hey. off of like a, a crazy low budget. <laughs> like what's what special effects and, are in and that movie? W- another nerdy tidbit for that one for me, uh, the the girl who stars in that movie is also one of the main stars of the TV show Girls. Oh, uh, HBO's okay. Girls with Lena Dunham. Uh, Allison Williams. Oh, you mean the uh, the girl who was sitting? There was so I love how there was a lot of subtleties that the internet found. If you ever want to look it up, look on YouTube and like. There's a lot of subtleties that um, fans found in the movie that they thought whether or not this was intentional to be like some type of like racial message. Which one that sticks out to me that I didn't even pick up the first time I saw it was the uh, the 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 what's his face the girlfriend sitting there with the headphones on. 
eating the uh, cereal. It was Fruit Loops oh, and all yeah, the different yeah. colors that she was enjoying with no milk. And I was just like, oh, you can't mix the colors and the milk together. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I didn't even. Yeah, there's a lot of little some... hidden innuendos throughout the film. Some of them, of which I watched an interview with Jordan Peele, and some of them he didn't do it on purpose and it kind of just wound up that way that's a beautiful thing when you make some type of art and it comes out to be something you never even intended uh speaking of art uh my fourth one on this list to me uh, i thought it was a beautiful sequence just like i liked force awakens i know some people had some issues because han solo dies spoilers who gives a shit yeah i I didn't care about that i love han solo the character's awesome but it's time for it's a hey, it's a new decade. It's a new franchise. Yeah, and coming in at my uh, number four is uh, the Last Jedi, a movie that recently came out. Ooh. We, <laughs> fuck your fuck your reviews. Okay, <laughs> we did a review on that recently. You can listen back a few episodes if it's your first time listening. But uh, yeah, you've heard us like talk about it to no end. I actually seen it for a second time now. If you like confused movies, go watch the Last Jedi. How is it confusing? Wait, you know one funny tidbit that. That it's 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 hilarious. Like we never knew what the fuck Benicio del Toro's name was, was in the movie. His, uh, DJ. He was actually a Funko Pop made of him, and I'm like, I, yeah, it's funny because I didn't know that because they never fucking mentioned yeah, his name in the, the in the time, movie. I, I was really looking for that hard, and I really didn't see a point where they mentioned his name. He. Uh it might have been a drop the ball there moment, but uh, who knows? I don't know how they. So that's weird. How do Ryan they Johnson was like, they were like, well, we didn't say uh, his character's name. Ryan Johnson was like, fuck his name. <laughs> he's, <laughs> I'm a thief. Just, uh, he's a thief. I'm making this movie, all right? Get back to your post. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that, like, Ryan Johnson, just like uh, we, we heard a podcast with Kevin Smith was saying, there's a lot of uh, moments where. but. There's a lot of Wait, moments maybe, where people maybe. joke around and say that, like, it's, like, F you, for, you know, Force Awakens in terms of, like, hey, Kylo Ren's gonna break his mask, screw his mask. I was like, wait, you got a lot of, like, marketing material with him with the mask. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what's going yeah, on. Like, you know what? Fuck Snoke. I'm gonna chop him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's not the... But here's the thing. It's I think that that's interesting in the Star Wars lineage. And again, I'm not a hardcore fan. But if you ever notice, somebody always gets amputated in some kind of way in a Star Wars. Whether it be your arm, yeah, yeah, you chopping half, you're gonna lip chop off. It would have just been fucking nice to know who the guy was before you decided to cut him. Okay. If you would have been, if, if even if it would have been a little clip of him like telling us who he was and then get cut in half, I'd have been satisfied. Nope. I, I here's 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 my debate where I've had that same conversation with people online with, and they can't answer this question. Back when Emperor Palpatine came around in the original trilogy, when did you get a moment to learn about Emperor Palpatine in the original trilogy? Don't worry, I'll well, wait. Well, see, the problem here is they focused on Snoke in Force Awakens really hard. The guy has a fucking 10-minute scene in a cave where you wanted to show us this guy, and they're like, oh, who the hell is that? Okay, so I'm thinking, all right, when I get to the second movie, they're going to elaborate more chops in half. I, I get that, yes, they did say, I, I get the, and again, that was some of the responses that I got online, which was, I like, I know that it seemed like Force Awakens set up some things. Yeah, they set up a lot of stuff. like that, it panned out in the second movie, so it was like, that's You mean what it people didn't f- happen at fucking all? Yeah, it was just like, let's see Kylo Ren's transformation. It's like, what was his transformation? It was like, his transformation to talk R&B style to Rey with no shirt on in the bathroom? <laughs> 
It's like, can you put a shirt on, please? I never, I didn't understand that sequence, and he didn't put a shirt on. He just stood there. That was for, that like, was for the ladies. No, 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 no. My, one of okay, get it on, get it on uh, last year real quick, and I'll get back to my list. But one of the things that I wanted to bring up about that that I don't think I mentioned in the um, in our review was the moment in uh, it when Ray was in the cave and she touched the mirror and you saw all the multiple ones of her. Somebody out there, if you if somebody doesn't do it, I'm gonna work on my friends and do it myself. Somebody has to parody that whole snapping sequence with her, where it's like snap and then uh. snap, 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 snap. Like somebody's got to do that. It's like a music video. Like I'd love to see like Beyonce or something do that. Like oh, ladies, and then do the snap, and then Maybe. You see all of the Beyonce's dancing or something. But like I, I don't know. The like, internet, if anybody wants to do that, uh, please you know hit me up, and I, I'll be more than I, happy to work with you. I didn't like the subplots, but I, I can't say as a whole it's a terrible movie. It was a good movie. It's just the subplots just sucked. And once again, like I, I, I actually took a moment and I showed Ronnie a sequence that from there that I thought was like for me. This is my, uh, my my mantra going into 2018 since there's only uh, a few days left. But my mantra is, like, if you've seen Last Jedi, the moment where they fired all the cannons on Luke and it's like the smoke clears and he walks out, he's so badass in that moment. He didn't even brush his, like, dirt off of his shoulder more than once. You know how you brush some dirt off your shoulder? It was one swipe. Stuff. And the look, I was like, God damn that was a hardcore ass moment now granted i wish there was more i really do like i took pictures I, I literally took a picture uh at that moment where he walked out of the cave and they show all of the giant like gorilla robots standing there and they're all looking down on him and it's just like so it's finally come down to this moment luke versus the first order and i'm like jesus this is like come around full circle I wish there was more, but they gave me exactly all the things I needed, and that's that's it for me. But uh, yeah, last Friday. Yeah, last you know, Friday. one 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 other thing for that. I wonder if it would have been as easy to kill, or like if it would have been that easy for Luke had Lord Snoke been still alive. See, that's another thing when that when that movie we don't know how powerful he was versus Luke Skywalker. Because we damn sure got to see that when Rey came into that chamber, she was powerless. The guy just picked her up and brought her over. He Harvey Weinstein'd her. He just brought her over like, come in, woman. <laughs> so, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist. But So, I'm just like, I, it would have been interesting to see if Snoke was still alive and he, pro- you know, would have helped Kylo Ren out in that sequence if, uh, if it would have been so easy for Luke. I'm not sure, but that was definitely something I didn't think about in terms of... Uh, well, we won't know now, because uh, he's taking... Wait, you want to see a Snoke and Luke fight? No, like, I'm just saying, like, I don't think it would have been as easy for Luke Skywalker. How Scott do we know he's dead? He's dead. Because it's... Wait, that's like Cap- Captain Phasma. Yeah, I-, I guess she's still alive, too. That was another <laughs> chick that, like, Wait, totally underutilized in that in those two movies. But she okay. She fell into like a pit of fire, and then like the earlier one, she got like dumped in a trash can in the first one. So it's like, uh, yeah, the, the second one, she literally falls off into burning fire, and people were like, "She's still alive, <laughs> yeah, because she had powers, right?" Oh, she's just a human being under that outfit, dude. Freaking! It could have just been like a puff of smoke. Do you remember? Like do you do you, you you saw the movie twice? Do you remember how far that drop was <laughs> when she fell? <laughs> Yes, and remember, 
She she doesn't have mutant powers. Wait, She's wait, a fucking so, human okay. being. I, 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 one more thing before we move on to the next thing. I don't know where Ryan John, Johnson got this from, but if I see him somewhere, I'm going to slap five with him because one of my favorite scenes, again, we didn't talk about in the review, but we'll talk about it right now. In the in there was the fucking anime style moment when you saw the chick, uh, the Admiral chick, do the light speed through the ship. They showed that shit like three or four times, like it was a samurai cut, like choo, oh. choo, <laughs> choo from different angles. I was like, holy shit, this guy watches anime, like cut through and like I don't. I don't know anybody who didn't. You you sitting there telling me you watched that sequence and you didn't get excited like, oh shit! Yeah, she it was. Put her ship through their ass. It was okay. Oh, come it was on. okay. What are you gonna? Oh, yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> oh, that's God. what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> What are we uh, on? Number three? We're now? on number three, number which three. was uh, very similar to yours. Now we're getting close to having you know the same list, so I'll kind of go through those quickly. Uh, the number three for me was Spider Man Homecoming. All right. So, wait, uh, it wasn't number two or number one? Nope. Oh, uh, so, okay. for me, um, there was a lot of things that happened with Spider Man Homecoming. Starting from the very beginning of it, Spider Man Homecoming in its name was Spider-Man, this was the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie with Spider-Man. So, the first thing that they did, the minute the movie came on, was that they changed the sequence to use the old Spider-Man music that everyone knows and loves. Which, again, that automatically for me, being a huge Spider-Man fan, brought a tear to my eye, because I'm like, holy crap, he's really here. Uh, Think about that. Think about how many years back me and you used to have arguments, and I say they need to just cut a fucking deal and put Spider-Man in the MCU. And you were saying it's not time, it's not time. And finally, they listened to me. It, they had to make another movie that was fucking terrible that I won't even mention, but you know what I'm talking Amazing about. Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, it was <laughs> and, a bad movie. Was and and then finally, and I said that too. I've been right a lot these last few years. And oh, I, this I said, I said. I said that if if I mean Spider-Man Two wasn't good, they're gonna have to hit the reboot button. And what do you know? Here we are. Um. Well, besides Ronnie being right in that <laughs> sense, uh, what I will say is that I still stand by what I said, which is it wasn't the right time. Uh, if they would have brought him in any sooner, which is what I absolutely loved about this movie, how beautifully it fit right into the continuity of what was happening. They fit his ass in there like a like a. a, a like a glove, man. Like, it was so beautiful. I can't... Finally, the right execs over at Sony got fired. And then they were like, okay, <laughs> let's do what we've been trying to do for the last few years. Oh, you mean that last movie didn't make the money that they wanted? So they decided to knock on uh, Disney's door. Hey, guys. Hey. Were you guys still interested in uh, Spider-Man <laughs> uh, being a part of your universe? There are so many things I could say. Like, I could literally do a full-on just show just about how much I love this movie. But... Bill, we don't have time for that shit, so wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Um, But what I will say is that um, there were many sequences in this movie. I'm actually going to watch this movie tonight when I get home. But um, there are many sequences in this movie that really just showed that the the screenplay and the director and the people who were involved in this. Thank you so much, Kevin Feige, for taking Spider-Man seriously and saying... 
forget about all of these things. We're going to help you to grow with Spider-Man. Like, hey, I know a lot of people had a problem with, oh, he didn't have Spider-Sense at the beginning of, in this movie. What is this? Did, did they do it in that voice that you just did? Well, that's how usually all of the, <laughs> the people on Twitter who are, like, complaining about something sound, oh, wow, I don't know. It's, a, it's kind of a unisex voice, you know. You should try it sometime. It's really nice. It's, it's very soothing. Okay, I'll try it out. We see. Exactly, right? Doesn't it feel good? No, but um, but in, in more serious terms, it, it it was just a great movie, and I, and I can't say enough about it. Um, I'm glad that I finally own it now, and I will uh, be watching it a million times, just like I did my number one movie. But we're not there just yet. There is a number two on my list. Number two. Uh, so just to recap, uh, right before we get to number two, number th- five was Get Out. Uh, number four was Ronnie's favorite movie, The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man: Homecoming was my number three, and my number two. John motherfucking Wick. John. Let me tell you, John Wick 2. Is that the Samuel Jackson version? Yes, that's the Samuel Jackson version. <laughs> John motherfucking Wick 2. <laughs> I don't know. I actually was able to. I, I feel like this was just a full on, like, nerd experience I had with this movie. Not only from, you know, some connections with friends that we get a chance to meet Keanu Reeves and meet the director and talk to them and then go see an early screening and just enjoy the hell out of this movie and this ride. It was just a full on experience of meeting somebody who is a part of it and then going to go see, you know, their uh, piece of art that they made because this story is so beautiful. It's so rich. You get a chance to, you know, see the underground world. Uh, We actually found out too that they're actually going to be making a uh, TV show after John Wick as well, which is coming soon. Uh, So I'm really excited about that. But like this movie wasn't just your average like shoot 'em up. There was just so many, so many fun things. And, like, sorry, but this is the first time for me I've seen Common in the movie. And I'm just like, Common is a fucking actor. Like, yeah, it was, it was actually, he made up for that other terrible movie he did with Liam Neeson. I think it was called Run All Night. Yeah. Well, he was kind of the <laughs> he, was a ter- he was a terrible hitman in that movie. Yeah. He was like, shit, I'll do this for free. He should have because it, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Okay, wait, wait. So... My favorite scene, and I know I know you can remember the scene, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it to you. So I want to see if you know the other part of it. So uh, you working tonight, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're talking about when, when, awesome. when Common and Common <laughs> runs into John Wick towards the end. He's like, "Hey, John, you working?" <laughs> yep. You? Yeah, that was. Yep. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I, I I am curious to know if Common's character actually died. Like, did he die on that train when he stabbed? I don't him, think he, he did. It, you, it it would be stupid for them to 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 the way they ended that movie. If you haven't seen it yet, the way they ended the movie is John is kind of all by himself, and in the entire uh, assassin's world is after him, and he has like a small head start. So now I'm pretty sure he's gonna have to go into you know, hiding and going to, we're just going to see a hell of a lot more of this assassin world that seems so beautiful and so be great. interesting to see what they do. With, with also, that. one of my very, my favorite sequences of that movie, one of my favorite sequences of that movie was the end with the guy who was talking a lot of shit to John Wick and like did all these things. And he finally came face to face with him with the gun. And the other guy is like saying to him, like, John, calm down. And the guy is talking a lot <laughs> he of just, shit. <laughs> and he just blew his fucking head off. Head off. I was like, wow, that shit was loud as hell. Like, wow. Oh, <laughs> 
that's what the villains get when they mess around with. It's also the cool hero. to see uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves oh. in the same movie again. That was pretty awesome too. Are you, so not only do you get a, a, an amazing sequel with a basic storyline, which is kind of similar to the first one, but you get to see a Neo and Morpheus reunion. Where else are you going to see that in a <laughs> single film? Like, one single... Two of the most iconic, like, pop culture icons and movies of all time reuniting for just a moment. Reuniting and it feels, and it feels so good. good. Come on, <laughs> come on. Like, that's unbelievable. Uh, God, I just... So, I'm getting excited about John Wick again. I'm probably going to watch it again sometime this weekend for the holidays. But... Now we come down to my number one. And, and your number one was it, right? You with shut the, the fuck up. Da- Pennywise, the dancing clown. Was your popcorn? Popcorn? Pop-pop-pop. No, it wasn't no damn it. Okay, so. You mean it wasn't the one about the clown that drags a little boy down to the sewer? No, it wasn't. Wait, wait. So we'll go back one more time. Just recap. Get Out, number five. Last Jedi, number four. Homecomings uh-huh. for Spider-Man, number three. Uh-huh. John Wick, number two. And uh-huh. drum roll for that number one, sir. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We still least... don't We don't have the sound effects here. Sorry, guys. We don't have a budget for sound effects. You can at least drum on the table. Uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Jesus. He's <laughs> even bad at drumming <laughs> on the table. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> okay. My number one movie that I can, my wife can tell you, I've watched this movie for in 2017. Probably a good... 12 times full in full length in both noir and the uh, which is a, an amazing experience and in color i watched it on my phone my ipad my my home tv shit i watched it at work while i was supposed to be working <laughs> logan the last ride this beautiful western movie that was not a western but it was told in the style of a western let's first give thanks for thanks is due deadpool if it was not for a uh, very uh, amazing rated R superhero movie as Deadpool, we, they wouldn't we even, may not even have got thought that. of. They wouldn't even have thought of that. You know, when, you remember when uh, when when DC decided they were going to try and say we're going to make Batman vs Superman with a rated R rating because yeah. they thought they could do something with it, and Fox said, "Let me show you how to make a rated R superhero movie," and they gave us. I so I got a chance to see that in a screening as well. Um, in, a, in a private little screen because we got tickets when we met uh, Hugh Jackman at uh, Good Morning America and he gave us a private screen and just go see that at the Dolby Theater which is a beautiful little small theater in, um, in downtown um, Mid- uh, Midtown New York it was like 50 people in the theater and I kid you not I was there with my best friend Cindy and she can tell you just pure tears of joy in the first like five yeah. minutes yeah you like text me like it was incredible. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh my! I cannot tell you how amazing. Just the first few minutes, you're not even thinking of what's going on, and you just get to see cha 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 cha. Just the stabbing and the cutting. And we the got just, to see the Wolverine oh, movie that we've been wanting forever. Just pure joy in the cinema, and I'm just sitting there, and Cindy's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "This is just the first five minutes." And, I, and I'm telling you that the, the ink is still wet on that deal, but Ooh. I'm telling you, if you really want nerds around the world to shit their pants, just have this guy show up in one of these MCU movies. Listen, my heart can't take that. I get goosebumps talking about this movie. I cannot, I cannot tell you how... The next, I feel like the next time I will feel that 
uh, th- that this same level of excitement that I have for John Wick and for Logan and for all these other movies on the list is going into 2018, which we'll we'll talk about some of our like you know movies that we're looking forward to there. But you know those are definitely my uh, my top uh, five. Uh, what we're gonna do is actually jump into uh, let's see here worst? some of the worst. Are we gonna do the worst? Right? We don't really I have don't, to talk really, much yeah, about Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have to go into detail. No but, detail. Uh, just, just run it, run uh, it off uh, to run, me. Number five. Your, number five for me is Jeepers Creepers 3. Number five for me is T- Atomic Blonde. Number four for me, Power Rangers. Number four for me is It. Sorry, clown. You weren't funny. <laughs> number three for me, The Bye Bye Man. Number three for me, Alien Covenant. Because what the fuck? You I don't need to I, stop on that I planet. I actually think that was actually not a bad movie. Did you need to stop on that planet? That didn't movie need didn't to. even need to happen. They didn't need to, but hey, people ex- explore. That's how we got to where we are. Like, exploring. Well, we didn't. Get here <laughs> well, that not way. us, but you know we, what I we mean. We got here a little you, bit. You know, what, you, know, you know what I mean. We, uh, we came here. Uh, <laughs> we might have come here against our will, but. What? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I caught a plane here. That's why. <laughs> But uh, all right. Um, number number two, I got a uh, Justice League. Number two, I have uh, definitely. You know, it's funny. I don't even have Justice League on there. It's not even deserving of my list. <laughs> it's not even deserving. I got definitely on there because that was a piece of crap where somebody tried to take advantage of a property. Warner Brothers tried to take advantage of a property that was very popular, and they thought, oh, everyone's going to love this if we make something more modern with it, and the storyline was completely garbage. The best thing about that movie is the fact that William DeVos' uh, voice is in that movie. That's it. Everything else was garbage. Um, Number one. Number one, I have to. Let's say it at the same time. We we know. Okay. One, two, three. Transformers. Transformers. (laughs) Garbage. Take Take Mark Wahlberg and put him in a movie with Will Ferrell. If you want to, here's the thing, because we know they're going to make like 16 more of these movies like the Fast and Furious franchise. So I think that they should bring back Shia LaBeouf. That's what I think. I think they should bring back him and they should bring back uh, Michaela. I forget her. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. They should bring those two back. For Maybe what? that could like re because the movies that they were in weren't actually half bad. You know what's funny? I thought the series was called Transformers, but we keep focusing on the humans. Uh, well, for some they're reason. G- they're gonna always focus on the humans. Really? You have to tell both sides of the story. Do but you? The last because Disney the last, makes movies with the, all animals, the, the, and we relate to them just fine. The, the last night was next level terrible. The fact that like I'm. I'm annoyed at the fact that they can't even keep up with their own origin story <laughs> of the Transformers. I'm just going to point out one part of that movie, and then we can move on. The fucking part where Optimus Prime shows up to Cybertron with uh, Quintessa, who, who whoever, the fuck, whoever the fuck she came from. And then he's, like, confused as to what happened to Cybertron. Like, he's like, my world, why is it destroyed, and all this stuff. And I'm like... I'm sorry, in the first Transformers movie, doesn't Optimus Prime literally tell Sam Witwicky what happened to Cybertron? I will I will say that I am not 100% certain since I've seen, like, a bunch of shitty movies so far, so I can't even remember the lineage. Guys, if there's anybody out there who, you know, thinks you know the answer to that and you want to challenge him on that, please send us a message on social media, any of our channels. 
um, and challenge him on that. If that's the case, I'm not 100% certain on challenge. that. Challenge! But I, th- I think that he's absolutely right on that, but we could both be wrong. Uh, you may continue. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong. <laughs> but, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, fa- was- oh, I think that was it for that. that and then, for, uh, that. What do you, what, for you, what was your uh, favorite TV show this year? Um, I had two, and I'll mention them quickly. One was... Uh, from uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, something that uh, I um, may have gotten copies of in some form of way, I won't say, but uh, I was able to DVD. watch it first. Someone loaned yeah, you the DVD. DVD. There yeah, you DVD. go. I got stars. I got cable. Yeah. For me, it's also Ash and the Evil Dead, but uh, Big Bang Theory, they just. Sorry, they guys. I've never me. watched it. Freaking love it. You got to watch it. That shit is dripping with comic nostalgia, like all over it. I, I think I would actually love that show. Um, another one, sorry, from the House of Mouse, a.k.a. Marvel, um, Punisher. I watched that series over the Thanksgiving break, and I will say my recommendation would be to not watch that, like, in one foul sitting because you'll sit there like I did. I watched, like, six episodes in a row, and, like, my wife came home, and I'm just sitting there in the living room with the cat looking out the window, and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm just contemplating life. You know? Yeah, I, I guess that's why I haven't finished it yet. Because <laughs> it's, it's really dark, and it's, like, about lost and a lot of different things, but it's so beautiful. It's just, like, it's, it's gory and, like, one my biggest um, review on it, I think, or my uh, biggest thing that I loved about it was they actually told a story between Punisher and Micro that I personally have never seen, which is like these two guys being close. I know some people had a problem because Micro wasn't fat, and some people related to him because he was fat. But get uh, over it, like you know, it's okay. He he still uh, was Micro to me. See, and the last one for me was I Zombie. I mean, who which can't which love I love. I love that show. It's pretty awesome. Reminds me of like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like in this generation. I agree. Uh, so we're gonna go into comics really quick, and then we'll end it up with wrestling because we got a couple of different things there in wrestling. But uh, what were your some of your let's say your top three Comic comics books. for this year? Well, I literally only have two. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'd say three if I if I include Dark Knight uh, Metal. Uh, that's another one I'm reading. Got to catch up on the, the third and fourth. I haven't read those, but those are that. pretty good. I got to meet Scott Snyder like 18 times this year. Oh, my God. He's so stalking many, them. So many times that the guy was like actually remembered me at a, at, a, at the last signing at Comic-Con. Like, weren't you here with your baby? <laughs> like, like, uh, so the comic books, uh, Black, comic book called Black about uh, black people having different superpowers, <clears throat> the X-Men. But... Um, <laughs> and uh, and another one called Dark Fang, which is actually a pretty interesting story about a, a woman who becomes a vampire, goes and lives underwater, and finds out that human beings are in danger of becoming extinct because of pollution and stuff. So she, her mission is literally to take out all the fucking like oil tycoons and stuff of the world so that we can survive because we're her food. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're she, somebody's taking away the food supply, so it's like now you have a vampire who's out there. I actually, I actually need to read that. I, I, I forgot. AKA Bleed. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> nah. no, not, not on that level. It's, it's a cool series. Uh, wait, so you said Black um, and Dark Fang and Dark Fang. Black and Dark um, Fang. I would say Black is also on my list. I actually got Black for Christmas. Uh, my wife bought me the graphic novel, so I've read read all six issues that are, exist right now. 
Um, we one gotta of the see if I'm... we can interview those guys at some point. Oh, absolutely, guys! Uh, if you're, I don't know if you've, you know, stumbled upon this podcast, but we're coming for you. You are going to be guests on our show. Mark, mark our words in 2018. Um, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about the series, besides the fact that it had a lot of the like well-known, put-together storylines of X-Men from the Claremont run, which was yeah. interesting. Um, but one of the things I loved is like such a subtle thing, but it was done so well, was the dialogue. The dialogue in that book. I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. You know, you ah. and I both knew like <laughs> that that uh, like there is certain ways that you talk at work, and then there's ways that you would talk back in New Community. Yeah, in, in the and hood. somehow this I don't know who wrote this. You know, I don't I don't. We kind of briefly met in passing at um, uh, Five Borough Con, uh, the creators of this book. Black people. Black people. They know <laughs> how to talk. There's there's a difference between like, oh, somebody's trying to talk black or, you know, if we're talking polite, you know, you're talking white for some people. But uh, for this story, I thought it was so amazing that they actually were able to capture like dialogue that you could only like. You could really only understand if, like, you were uh, from the hood. Well, it was just like, well, not not necessarily. I won't say that a hundred percent. Really? I, okay. I get, all right, I'd say ninety percent. You're ninety percent correct. I'm not gonna say just because someone's not from the hood, they they don't understand. They yes, don't sir. speak the lingo. The, the the thing is, is there's certain things that you can understand, but there are certain things that when people say them to you, like you understand. Like somebody say, like. Wait, when when the dude, when I can tell you a sequence in this, in this story. One of the girls, I forget her name, uh, she had like girl. banshee type. I mean, her like, name's girl. No, no, she had like banshee type powers, and the the main character Kareem is like all excited because he's been in training and now he finally gets to go out on the streets, and what she says to him is so like straight up that like I'm sorry, I w- don't think I would hear anybody in the suburbs say this, and she like calm your little ass down. I wouldn't. I don't know anybody that, that from from uh, some suburb somewhere is gonna be like, hey, calm your little ass down. That's how my girlfriend tells me every time I leave the house. Hey, calm your little your, ass calm down. Calm your little ass down. And, and it's not even that. It's the way it's written too. It was written as like calm yo calm yo little ass down. Uh, like it wasn't gotcha. like some Harvard professor trying to like oh, I knew how to academically write black. Like uh, no, it was legitimately like somebody like sitting there thinking about like how would some like heavy set black girl actually be like they actually wrote uh uh-uh. uh how the fuck do you uh, even write that? Uh, but I read that I was just like oh uh, got you all okay. right I get this is uh so somebody uh not to say again that uh, someone of a different race can't write this. But I just think some things like, look, I'm not a woman. Certain experiences, I I cannot give you that. that you won't experience. have the full I effect because full you're, effect not a, you're not a woman. I'm not I, from I, that I, world. I get it. And, you know, it's like it. you accept that. Um, my other um, favorite was uh, something that uh, was a sort of minor story, but I also I got this as a gift uh, for my birthday from uh, one of my um, buddies from college. Uh, shout out to. Um, Sienna. Damn, I, totally I was like, oh, you're shit. one of your buddies, huh? Sienna, you don't Sienna, know her fucking this, name. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> she uh, bought me God Country, which is a very interesting story about a superhero who uh, has dementia, and without this like magical sword, which he got from a god, um, then he has dementia, and he's like a bad person to his kids, and like 
he's it, it's an amazing uh, tale. Like I'm not probably selling it very well, but it's from Image. Um, is the artwork is by uh, 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 was it Jeff Shaw? And, oh, okay. Uh, the uh, cover is also by him as well. Uh, it came out in January of this year, so it's a really great series. Um, oh wait, and Brian Michael Bendis actually says something really great about the the book as well. So. Uh, definitely go check that out. And then the last one was, again, going back to that full world experience. Uh, me and Ronnie, a little while back, you probably heard us talk about it on one of the uh, episodes. Uh, we got a chance to meet the cast who created uh, The Dark Knight uh, Returns 3. Uh, the was the uh, Master Race. Yeah. yeah. Cuber, uh, Miller. Yeah, Cuber, Miller, and... Azarello. Uh, um, that series for me was really great because I think that, just like I said before in my review... Um, you got a chance to see that Superman was actually holding back for all these years, which is to me like, uh, like I I was shocked as a fan, and then also to see Batman to be shocked is very hard. Like you're shocking someone who prepares like ten steps ahead of everybody, and then it's like, holy shit, I didn't plan for that. Which you know is uh, something else that happened in a, a book series that Ronnie like, which is a uh, Batman Metal. Um, but those are my those are my top three uh, for comics. So. Uh, lastly, we have something we got we talk about all the time on here. If you listen to our episodes, um, WWE. WWE. I can't I can't speak enough about how there's been some ups and downs, been storylines and you know characters. But uh, we've actually decided that we were going to have the best uh, male wrestler of the year, best female wrestler of the year, best match of the year, and I think Ronnie has a few extra ones, but. Um, we won't go into super detail. Yeah, but I'll go with okay. my. I think my top wrestler of the year, for me, AJ Styles. Here's why, right? I'm gonna say. Okay, I can't be mad at that. You, I could see that. The, the reason I say that, like this guy, in a short period of time, has come here and no one has questioned like the fact that he hasn't been here that long, but he's been the champion what twice. 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 <laughs> he's been a champion, like, twice, and he's been here for, like, less than three years, right? Nobody's questioning it because they, they respect the lineage that this guy has as a wrestler, being in other wrestlings and being all around the world, New Japan Pro and all all of those. Um, I love that he came here, and he's not he's unapologetic about any of that. It's not like, oh, well, forget about, about all that he's stuff. He's been about everywhere, by the way, like TNA, ECW. He's rare. He's, he's a yeah. rare breed, man. Like, you don't find people like him anymore. He's not your Roman Reigns who's trying really, really and, and hard to be the like weird part of weird part about him, too, is he's not that old, either. He's, uh, oh, God. He I is 40 years old. 40 years old? Yeah, he's forty. Wow, thought <laughs> yeah. he was older. Accomplished than that. a lot, and he's not even that old. But how long has he been in the game? Like at least like twenty years, I would say. Yeah, oh, he's been in the years. game since nineteen ninety eight. Damn. Yeah, so it'll be twenty years in twenty eighteen. It'll be twentieth anniversary for this guy, and he, it is well deserved. He could keep that title on, and I could see many matches. Um, one of my least favorite matches of his this year was him and Brock Lesnar. I would say that that's probably is my, that, like... Is that because he got thrown around like a ragdoll? 
Yeah, it was just a match that like really wasn't built to anything because it was one of those like last minute. Remember, Brock Lesnar was actually supposed to fight Jinder Mahal, and then all of a sudden, ta-da! We're gonna get Kurt Angle in a in Survivor Series, and it, it, it and was, have the, oh man, should have put that as the worst match of 2017. But okay, that was a perfect segue because that is to me my like it's, it's, least favorite match of this year was that. What the fuck? What was what, that? I don't it was, know. What was a six-man tag? It was Kurt Angle. And it was and, Kurt uh, Angle with the shield. Well, minus Roman Reigns. Minus Roman Reigns. Because he was still, like, sick or whatever. Yeah. And and this stiff, rusty, ring rust Kurt Angle was out there in a shield outfit. It wasn't that. I think it was the fact that they had him in the shield outfit. That just looked stupid to me. Say, yeah, it, was, it, it just looked stupid. He came I for the audience. I think that he should have came out in old Kurt Angle fashion, and that would have been way You mean with his, with awesome. his Olympic music? Yeah. And, like, people were, I mean, like... They, they did that after Braun Strowman put him through a fucking table. Oh, that was hilarious. But, you know, it, I, I appreciate that because they kind of gave him a rest. Because, like, oh, he's injured. Let's put him in the back. He's probably breathing his ass off in the back. That, like, that, <gasps> that, that's funny that you mentioned AJ Styles because AJ Styles was a part of my favorite match of 2017, which is Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. You know that, how I feel about Finn Balor. That was the best match of the year to me. Not just because they're both in the Bullet Club, but which was another awesome bonus. But... I just like watching that match. It felt like it felt like when we were kids and we used to watch the days of Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Like it was a match. There's no fucking cheating involved. These guys went toe to toe with each other and somebody won. Finn, Finn Balor, but you know. I would agree. I think that that match was very good and it felt very old school. So I, I wouldn't put it as my favorite match of the year, um, but I do agree that it was one of the uh, the best. So, who is your favorite wrestler of the year? Like, who who gets that award for? Can't can't leave out the chicks. I'll start with. Uh, Let's go. With I'll start one with the. Uh, well, I only have one, and that's Alexa Bliss. And I know you think that I'm biased just because I like Alexa Bliss, you know. But I'm telling you, it, it's crazy. And I was telling you earlier, like she ended last year December as the SmackDown Women's Champion and she's ending 2017 as the Raw Women's Champion so technically she spent the entire year as a champion like who who uh, what other female on the roster had a better year than Alexa Bliss I'm going to cuz when you're a champion you're at the top my, my problem was that when you wear that title you need to like like I just said with AJ Styles I feel like People need to not question the fact that you're wearing that title as like, oh, she's wearing the title because she's pretty or she sells T-shirts. Well, I, I wouldn't put that past her because she, like, she, she I think can she was here. Yeah, Say she, that. Yeah, I think she's a decent wrestler. But really? I think that if she was here now, she'd smack you just because, like, you think day in and day out, every day, she's defend, she defends the title and they have her wrestling. So it's not like she's not Brock Lesnar sitting at home. Well, don't kill me, Brock. But you know, but you know, they, you know, she, she's, she's there. She's working. So I don't know. I think, I think she's pretty good. Okay, I respect that. That's your, that's your. Uh, and to to only be in the, the and to only be in the WWE since 2013, you got to think like she's accomplished a lot. Like there are women that have been there for years and haven't even gotten a women's title shot. And she's held both titles. If it wasn't for her gimmick, I don't think she would be as popular as she is. But that's that's my own opinion. Um, your favorite match... We already mentioned what your favorite match was. Um, favorite male superstar? Uh, oh, no. Who your fa- who's your favorite male? The Miz. 
<laughs> I would have to say, I I could I could be okay with that. I think he did. He's done a wonderful job as somebody who's been there for a really long time and has really and put the Intercontinental title on the freaking yeah, map. Yeah, and, like, and remain relevant. Like, like yeah. Like, like, you're, wait, you're telling me this guy who is on the real world is like some scrub who like you probably thought his career was going to be over after that decided to become well, a wrestler? Well, I know that The Miz always credits his reality show days to making it to the WWE. And, like, if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't have made it to that. So, you know, every, you always use everything as a stepping stone, so. I understand. I just think that it's been so so great to kind of see his, like, you know, ups and downs that he's had. But he's, isn't it, he's remained relevant. He's isn't been a world it, champion. Isn't it, isn't it kind of funny, though? Like, who else can hold the, Who else could, like, hold that Intercontinental title nowadays where people actually care? I feel like that's why I know it, Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. So oh. so let's move on to uh, <laughs> next. Oh, speaking of Roman Reigns, I will follow that up and give you my worst match of 2017, which is Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. <sighs> <laughs> now, now, I, people might uh, let me just clear it up. You might think, oh, I'm, Roman Reigns sucks. I don't think that Roman Reigns sucks. I'm just annoyed that he's the guy. That if, if The Undertaker actually is retired from wrestling, I just think it's crazy that his career ended at the hands of Roman Reigns. There's so many other legendary people that are still here. Hell, you could have had him fight Kane for all I care, and he, he could have <laughs> lost. But, you know, like, Roman Reigns, this guy from NXT who hasn't even been there that long, defeated the, the Phenom? I feel like, I, I guess, okay. Again, I, as we said this before, uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I'll say that again. Roman Reigns has a long way to go for me to be able to get the respect that like someone like AJ Styles, even Finn Balor. I would say if somebody told me, you have to choose the next Universal Champion, Roman Reigns or Finn Balor. I'm like, well, fuck it. Give it to Finn Balor because it's like, well, he had it once. Uh, and two, like I actually could watch this guy in a match and he can he can go for like longer than five minutes before he has to like sit in the corner or go and well like, yeah which he pro- which he proved in that AJ Styles match that yeah. match was a good thirty minutes that they were going back and forth yes you don't get, see a lot of workers a lot of day and n- nowadays don't get me wrong there are some good workers there which I think for me and I know this is one of your uh, your shocking moments of the year but let's talk about somebody really quick. Um, well, really, really quickly, Jinder Mahal. I don't know what, like, yes, what happened with this guy, but like, one, he must have went to prison and came out because <laughs> now he's all because like he's jacked, chiseled as shit, chiseled in stone. And then on top of that, like, he actually is decent in the ring, and he's actually decent well, in the heel. Well, he is. He has always kind of been decent in the ring. They just kind of like been you know for years they give him shitty matches but he's always been kind of good in the ring i don't know man but he's he does he does a really good job i would say uh for me i guess that that would be one uh two i would say there's two breakout stars for me for uh the men's division two breakout stars for me for 2017 would be jinder mahal and the second one is somebody who i was able to get a chance to experience his entrance music and live and in person, and it's amazing if you've never been to a SmackDown Live event, Mr. Shinsuke Nakamura, because let me tell you, that violin music goes on and that <laughs> shit just electrifies the building. And He's I'm, like, come on. Come on. <laughs> He's, 
I mean, he's got a long way to go too. I don't think he's gonna be the champion like tomorrow, but and, and I, you know, speaking of breakout star, another person who could be a breakout star if they give him a chance. But I feel like every time he gets a little bit of spotlight on his own, they throw him with in the tag team Cesaro. He could. I think he's he's in the right place right now, but eventually he's going to get to a place where um, he is going to be something bigger. I think that in the future he could be, like, even WWE champion. They just, like, every time, like, he gets a little, you know, a little spotlight of his own, for some reason they push him back in the tag team division. I don't I don't know what they that is. I, mean, I feel like maybe they come up short. They're like, oh, well, it was about to be your time, Cesaro, but uh, this person got sick. We need you to be a part of the tag team. Like, Wait, like, re- really quick. I, I know we're uh, we're rounding down on like our list, but just one little side thing I want to talk about real quick in the wrestling division was. So let me get this straight, WWE. I don't know if this was planned or not, but you took the title from Baron Corbin, gave it to Dolph Ziggler, who people were excited about, and then Dolph Ziggler quit, and now you have a tournament going on. <laughs> I don't know if that's a part of a bigger elaborate scheme, but I guess I if if it's if it is, I'm hoping that Dolph Ziggler comes back with a haircut and a new look and new new music, and he's a heel. No, I actually think this is going to be a chance for them to actually do. They're like, okay, we gave the world title to Jinder Mahal, but right now AJ Styles is the face that runs the place. Maybe we'll give uh, Jinder Mahal the, the U- SmackDown the Intercontinental title. title, which is the United States title. Which, that's who I see you winning that. But you never know. Again, we thought that Dolph Ziggler was finally going to do something with it. And then he just left the belt in the ring. And now he pulled another Zack Ryder on us. Yeah, like, Jesus, he just got it. But that's that's my only gripe with the WWE right now. I don't know where they're going with this. But I have faith that they're going to do something great. So, let's see. Um, Oh, the other letdown. The other, the worst women's match. I didn't say that. Which was uh, first ever Money in the Bank match for the women. Which kind of sucked because a woman technically didn't win the match. She had help from uh, the Elway dude. Yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't great. Um, well, we know in 2018 we're gonna be looking forward to uh, you know seeing what they do with the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and some of the other things. And the that first are ever on. women's Royal first Rumble. Ever women's Royal Rumble, uh, which you know we all think that Ronda Rousey is gonna win. At least that's what I think. That's my prediction. I don't think I don't think they're gonna throw her in there that oh, that really? quickly. Oh, okay. If if I was a betting man and I was gonna if I wrote those storylines, I think that I wouldn't have Ronda Rousey show up until WrestleMania, when whoever wins out of the two women who fight, then I would have her show up. Well, you want to do like a? Uh, I would say I think this is on your list, but uh, one of the biggest po- you want to have one of the biggest pops like uh, the Hardy Boys had at WrestleMania. Yeah, this like year? when the Hardy Boys showed up, like Holy oh my god! Shit. And You're imagine t- if Ronda Rousey showed up like after the fact and beat the living hell out of whoever the champion was. Or it, or is at that time. I don't know who it'll be by you then. Know, I I don't know if they're gonna bring her in as a heel. I I'm not really sure because I think makes sense to me. <laughs> you could if you want to continue down the road of like having. Sharp- because think about it. You know, you know that the first thing that the other like when he, whatever still if it's Charlotte or whoever she gets into a fight with, you know they're gonna bring up her losses from UFC. Oh, and that's just going to be fuel for the fire for Ronda Rousey to punch the shit out of them. Which is hilarious, the fact that she actually 
can go. Like, even though, hey, it's funny when you see like UFC fighters lose, you're like, ha ha, you want to fight? No. Because you can't be. That's what I said. She, like, she's probably, she's going to be the female Brock Lesnar. Maybe. The female, <laughs> the female face that runs the place. Or, or the female beast. Yeah. Oh, it would be an honor if Paul Heyman wants up as her manager. That would be really nice. I, I would like to see that. So, all right, I, I got to ask you this question. So, going into 2018, who would you like to see as either the WWE champion or the Universal champion? Uh, WWE champion, I would like AJ Styles to continue to be the WWE champion. <laughs> okay. Uh, Universal title, I am going to go with Seth Rollins. Because, God damn it, if this guy is not like... You can't not like this dude. Like, he is, like, a true total package wrestler. He's not, I mean, I, I think that they're taking him slow because of, like, the whole knee injury thing. Same thing with Finn Balor. They're yeah. getting sort of a back seat. But those two, I think Finn can really go. But Seth Rollins, every match that I've watched of his, even when he fought freaking Brock Lesnar, it was like, oh, he's trying to super. Yeah, you, you he notice, like flipped over. You notice like, he didn't, he's the only one that actually didn't get thrown around like a ragdoll when he fought him. It was like he watched tapes or something. <laughs> like, but it, it was like, I think that Seth, this 2018, I think should be Seth Rollins here. I don't know if it's going to be, but I, huh. I also want him to be a heel again because he yeah. is a funny heel because he like gets the title and it's like, hey, look at you. You're all excited. You didn't give a shit. <laughs> like, he's that kind of like... Let's not forget that. uh, Let's not forget that he was like the United States champion and the WWE champion at the same time. Made history at the same damn time. So I mean, it it kind of you. I have to think think about that myself. Like, who would I want? Universal champion. I know who I want. I don't know if they're gonna give it to me. But Braun Strowman, just because it's different, I want to see something different. I'd like to see like what this fucking monster of a man would do. If he actually won the big one, I know he, him and Kane are fighting Rock Lesnar at the, at You're the talking Royal about Rumble. The, you want the era of Strowman? That's what but you want. I'm like, you know what? Even if uh, I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm not even a fan of the guy, even if Kane won, I think it'd be interesting just to see a new person. I just want somebody besides Brock. I love Brock; he's awesome. But I'd like to see a new champion. And for and for the WWE Championship. I don't know why, but for some reason, I keep leaning towards Shinsuke Nakamura as the WWE champion. I, can, I, I would like to or see that. Or as a close second, if he gets a little bit more going, Bobby Roode. I can see you it happening. You lost your goddamn I, mind. I can see Bobby Roode with that title. You lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> I, I mean, the guy Glorious. the guy has no. one hell of an entrance. Yes, that's not enough. <laughs> and he's going to be spinning around in that pedestal with the WWE title. <laughs> I just need to see that once because it's fucking hilarious. Okay, I can see that. I think, well, I think he he would be my go for United States Championship. I need to see Shinsuke win a title. That would be really nice. I don't give a sure what title Besides the NXT title? Yeah, like, I would like to see Bobby Roode and Shinsuke. Oh, you know what? Somebody I'm overlooking. Samoa Joe. I can't fucking... This guy's pretty dangerous if you don't watch your back. So you mean he's going to wind up choking uh, Roman Reigns' ass out to get that Intercontinental title. Or or the world title. He came pretty close to Brock last time. That was nice. I'm I'm not going to lie. That was actually a match I was looking forward to. and, And I kept thinking to myself, I feel like 
Brock is going to get his ass whooped in this match. And I was absolutely right. Like, he was throwing him around and had him, like, heavy breathing. I'm like, okay. Um, oh, okay, Brock won this. I wasn't sure what was going to happen that think, one. But, uh, but I think that, uh, for me, I, that, that ends my list of 2017. I think the, you got something else for me? I think that last thing, and this probably isn't even re- – well, I'd say it's still relevant now. Uh, AJ Lee, I wanted to point out AJ Lee because – uh, first off, shout out to AJ Lee, who's from New Jersey, also. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people give like all the things that have happened with the the women's division. Every all the praise has been going to just Stephanie McMahon and Paige and like all the other women. But I take pull it back a little further and say that AJ Lee was somebody who also helped get pioneer the WWE of where it is right now. Okay, I can I can say that there was I give props. Like, to like her she props made to she made the women's division interesting to the point where, you know, it was watchable. Like let's face it, we didn't always watch the fucking women's matches. I would say that she definitely put uh, the women's division on the map and set it up for what is now called the uh, what divas revolution or female revolution. Uh, yeah, women. I get, I think it's just the women's, the women's revolution. revolution yeah. I don't think they, they don't use the word diva anymore. anymore. Not they're yeah. superstars, just like the men. Which makes sense. It all it's all equal. They all give great matches. Wait, was that this year? Because I want to say that that was probably my best, my favorite female match, and that'll be my last one. Um, Charlotte versus uh, Sasha Banks in the Hell in the Cell. Was that, that was this, this year? year? Wasn't it? I think it was last year, actually. Oh, okay, all right. But, but hell, we'll count it anyway. We'll count it Shit, anyway. It was, it was a fucking a great awesome match. match, which shows you, hey, the girls can go just as well as the guys. But uh, guys, thank you so much for uh, sticking with us. This a uh, little bit longer episode. We appreciate your time and like you know sticking with us. Uh, we will be back in the new year. Looking so. forward to awesome things to come. Oh. Our contests and everything in 2018. We have contests. We have comic conventions coming up. Uh, we have some live shows that are going to be happening. Uh, we have so many new things that are going to be coming. Uh, you just wait and see. Uh, we didn't just start this thing so that you know we could talk on here and you know you listen to us uh, in our sexy voices. Uh, I forgot what I was about to say. I forgot what I was about to say. I was going to say uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Ronmar Podcast. Follow uh, us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, Ronnie and Markel. And shoot us an email at ronnieandmarkel at gmail.com. Shit, I almost forgot that. <laughs> it's all good, guys. Thank you once again. And we want to say Happy New Year. Uh, we can't wait to see you for episode 19. And Happy then New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Christmas. Everything. Hanukkah. Everything. Uh, make your New Year's resolutions and, uh, you know, keep up with them. Don't, uh, don't I'd let say them don't make New Year's resolutions. Just get out there. And Shia LaBeouf said this best. Do it. Do it? You mean like, like the night? Do it. <laughs> see you later, guys.